You're listening to the Pinball Podcast with Don and Jeff. Welcome to the Pinball Podcast, episode 99. We're almost done with this thing. Today is January 29th, 26... Oh, no, it's not. 2017. <laughs> My name is Don, and uh, with me as always is Jeff. How you doing, Jeff? Happy to hear that. Yeah. It was it was very nice today. I like this weather conversation we're having right at the top of the show. Speaking of cold, Jessica DiNardo <laughs> is with us again. How you doing, Jessica? I'm great. Me and my smoker scoff are excited to be back. You have a, a cold. Yeah. And your city is cold as well. It's not as cold. It's like as soon as the weather got nicer, I got sick, which was really unfortunate. But um, yeah, I'm hanging in there. You know who else is hanging in there? Nifty huh? LED. NiftyLED.com, your source for pinball. Bulbs, tools, balls, and more. Check out NiftyLED.com. You get free shipping over $100 and $6 flat rate shipping under $100. They're also something we did not talk about at all on our last show. But Nifty is also sponsoring our Super Vegas vacation in three weeks from now. We will be in Vegas recording our 100th episode. And Nifty received the first batch of t-shirts celebrating our 100th episode with the Ryan Claytor art. They look pretty great. And we still have some uh, posters. We decided to get the posters done, and so those will still be for sale. If you'd like a 100th episode poster, check out our show notes. Yeah? And make sure to check out Nifty LED, because why, Jessica? Because they've got balls. They've got balls, indeed. Did you happen to see, um, speaking of Nifty LED, Molly Atkinson posted a pretty great picture of um, a pinball machine that had clown vomit LEDs on it? That she said she was going to clean up with some warm frosted domes from Nifty LED. I Mm. thought that was very nice. Was it a creech? Um, I couldn't tell. It was the under cabinet. It was the underside. Yeah, it was the underside of the plate. But it was pretty clown vomity. Yeah, I think that was a creech. Yes. They will (laughs) unclown vomit your your games. Or, if you prefer, they will clown vomit your games. (laughs) Use coupon code HOLLYWOOD for 5% off your order. Speaking of great uh, pinball materials and products, we finished up... Oh, my God. We didn't finish it up. I forgot to actually do the drawings. We're going to do the drawing live on air. Uh, Tilt Graphics Inc. I-N-C. TiltGraphicsInc.com has generously donated uh, three different sets of game blades, which are like the side art. The inside of the pinball machine, the inside of the walls of the cabinet, it's art that goes there. It looks really cool. It ties the whole game together. They've got a set of Batman 66, Ghostbusters, and Cactus Canyon. Let me pull up the old random.org. This is very exciting. I forgot. Yeah, I'm sorry. You just so wanted the you... live on-air suspense. I did. Well, I had our... Go ahead. <laughs> I had my top ten list on top of the winner's list, so I forgot it up. Alright, okay, so if you entered the first uh, contest and you did not win, I rolled you over into the second contest. And if you entered the second contest, you're still entered. Okay, so Batman 66 Game Blades go to... David Papadick. 
I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> so I will hepatic. I don't know. But I will uh, contact David and let him know. Congratulations, David. Ghostbusters. Let's see here. Uh, hit the old generate button. Jason. Did not provide a last name, but Jason is our winner. And we'll be hearing from these guys in just a second when I read uh, some of the top 10 lists. We asked people to send in their top 10 or bottom 10 uh, favorite stirring games, or least favorite stirring games. So let me get David for this one. Or excuse me, Jason for the Ghostbusters. Keep me accountable here. And then for Cactus Canyon, we've got Patrick M. Patrick M. is the winner of the Cactus Canyon Game Blade. So thank you to TiltGraphicsInc.com for donating these prizes. You can check out, uh, I'll put an ad in the show notes. You can uh, check out their site. They have more than just the Game Blades. They've got apron magnets, which are really cool. Everything's officially licensed by Williams Bally Williams. Williams Bally Williams. <laughs> I should have. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Texas Instruments is, is sponsoring this one. And they also have uh, Target decals and more, so check them out. And they are rolled in a nice tube. They're really high quality. Um, I put some on my Game of Thrones, and they were fantastic. Easy to install. Okay, they have over 200 designs, by the way. Okay, there we go. Thank you so much, TiltGraphicsInc.com. So, do you want to hear what some of people's favorites and least favorite stirrings? Yes. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm not going to read all these. We got a lot of emails this time, so we're going to try to burn through these. But some of the favorites, for example, from Chad Willis. Yes. Wow. Like in the show notes or off the air or something? Or you can do it on the fly right now? <laughs> no? Okay, good. I'll, I'll do some favorites and least favorites. So, like, Lee wrote in... Uh, I just said Chad Willis, so I should probably get to Chad's. Chad's got... Waiting with big breath. His favorite game is one of your favorite games. Star Trek. Oh. is his number one star. Number two, Walking Dead. Number three, ACDC. Another one of your favorite games. Uh, his least favorites, though. Number one, Striker Extreme. Uh, an homage to Jeff's least favorite game, NFL. 24 in number two, and Monopoly in number three. Did any of us put Monopoly on our list? I don't think we did. No, because it's, it's not okay. It's not a bad game, but it's not an amazing game. No, it's it's in the middle for me. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, okay, so Lee wrote in his favorites, Metallica, ACDC, Tron, Batman, Dark Knight, and Ghostbusters. Lee's favorite, WWE, Avengers, Kiss, X-Men, what a dick, and Ghostbusters. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> what? Yeah, so... We will never mention the name Lee on the show. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, before I forget, there might be a Joe Zinkus intro that we didn't use in the last show. Right? Maybe? Length issues. Yes, we were too long. Not the first time. Yes. Well, we're going to have Joe content at the end of this episode, too. A movie that I love. He's, he uh, did a pinball popcorn up, so stay tuned for that. Okay. Daniel Cotter... Sorry, I don't want to be. I don't want to talk too much. So please, if you have a hot take, keep them hot. Okay. Daniel Cotter wrote in. Uh, his favorite is Tron. He loves the way everything comes together. Second place goes to Ghostbusters, which he just picked up new in box. 
That's why he was hoping to win the Game Blades. He did not win, but he can still purchase them from Tilt Graphics. <laughs> Way to rub um, it in. Yeah, that's okay. Matthew, I'm going to say Shevchek, because I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, his favorite, Metallica. And Roller Coaster Tycoon. I think this guy's. Uh, you would think he is brown nosing to me, but then his least favorite is X Men. I hate the huge ass Wolverine in the middle of the board, the tight ass ramps, and the Nightcrawlers popping out of the plate. <laughs> now's, a, now's a good time for me to tell you this, but my recording had stopped and it's just started back up again. Great. Yeah. So don't worry. I'll come in at this point of the show and. You didn't have, so you didn't have the first part at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to start over? We're only eight minutes in. No, we oh. could probably tighten it up quite a bit. No, because then that will guarantee that episode one hundred beats out. Okay, so ninety nine. Our ninety ninth worst episode. They're all yeah. our worst episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, Matthew also hates WrestleMania. Moving on. This is Patrick. His top tens. Our Lord of the Rings, ACDC, and Metallica. He's got Ghostbusters at number four. Uh, and, oh, ugh, gosh. I did such a bad job copying stuff over, as I usually do. I don't think that was Patrick at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was just some other person. Okay, whatever. Some person likes those games. Patrick likes World Poker Tour. Steve S. likes uh, Lord of the Rings, Simpsons Pinball, ACDC, and Star Trek. And then he hates uh, the stuff that we hate and also CSI. Oh. Adam Godfrey wrote this list like 18 times. He wants us to know his favorite game is Transformers. He demands that we know that. Well, we know that now. That's okay. He's got the rest of his, his list is really good. Simpsons, Ghostbusters, Lord of the Rings, World Poker, Tron, Walking Dead, Metallica, Iron Man, X-Men. But somehow number one's a turd. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Uh, David Popadick, his favorite game, Ghostbusters. Least favorite, none. All pinball is good. Aww. Aww. We had to keep I'm it glad, positive. Yeah. Nice guy. Okay. Uh, I wanted to mention Ulick Store, U-L-E-K-Store.com. We're going to do a contest right now. An exciting new contest. Uh, David said he was five beers deep, and he came up with an idea to do a pinball podcast selfie league, where he will pick the game, in this case for the month of February, it is Metallica, and people will submit their high scores to a match play bracket that he created today. Uh, I don't have it up right now, but uh, it'll be in the show notes. It I registered for match play and signed up for the uh, contest with, in less than two minutes. It was pretty easy, so you do have to like put in your email so they can track you, or you know track your score, but uh, <laughs> not track you. Track you, yeah. <laughs> Your movements and whatnot. Breathe on you while you sleep. Yes, all your web yeah. content they view. Um, no, it's very easy, but basically it, it's sort of honor system, but you got to have your face in there. So take a selfie picture of you with your high score. The highest score on Metallica for the month of February will win the pinball topper, pinball flipper topper bats, bat toppers of their choice. From ulekstore.com. Flipper bat toppers. Those. Yes. Yes. Huh. You can also use coupon code TPP. He has extended the uh, promotion on that coupon code. You'll get free shipping on a minimum of $30 
order of pinball parts. I don't know how to read ads. We need to give this to Jessica. Let's just have her do all the advertising from now on. They actually also have these really great uh, pop bumper earrings that they donated a couple sets to Bells and Chimes, and everyone loved them. Um, it was one of the more popular things I've given away for our Bells meetings. So while you're on their website, be sure to check those out. Mm-hmm. And those count towards your, your free shipping. Yeah, they are very cool. He also gave us that awesome uh, trophy, custom trophy for our Pinball Ambassador Contest. So you, if you're holding a contest in your home or your local area of locality, you can get your <laughs> own custom trophy on the cheap from ulkstore.com. Okay, while we're on the topic, measle mods, M-E-Z-E-L-M-O-D-S.com. Use coupon code M-A-U-D-E, that's mod, for 15% off your measle mods purchase. Okay, we got all the advertising out of the way. Done. Done. All right, let's keep going here. What have you guys been doing in pinball? Oh, my gosh, we're 12 minutes in. We haven't even talked about it. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you go. Well, last night we had a pin golf tournament at my house. Um, that went really well. I think I finally just finished clearing, clearing up all of the beer and soda cans and bottles. But uh, I've, I haven't been able to play because I've had that basement flooding issue. I found the problem. It will be addressed. Don't worry. Every, I, there's probably a lot of people really worrying about that. They should chill out. It's okay. What was the problem? But, um, essentially, it just has to do with the way the landscaping was graded on my front yard. Um, uh-huh. it, it's fine. I, I, not, not a big big issue i don't have to cut concrete or anything like that but good um anyway that went really well i uh was the top qualifier i on it was a 10 machine course i scored a 24 and i think second was 30 and then the two thirty ones made the top four and then i absolutely blew it in the finals and took second so that's fine it was fun it was a great event had a lot of people over. Um, What'd you win from yourself? I won a trophy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a little uh, business card holder with a pinball awkwardly glued, hot glued to it. <laughs> um, Classy. Yeah, our league trophies—they're the best. They're—they're they're good. But I actually wasn't running this tournament, so even though they were on my machines, I didn't win my own tournament or oh. runner-up my own tournament. <laughs> So, that was fun. Um, other than that, not a whole lot, uh, really. I've done some kind of repair stuff for some people locally, but uh, that might pick up a little bit more soon as well. Uh, I don't know. Pinball, yo. Pinball. Jessica, what have you been doing in pinball? Oh, I played in the C-Bar Brewer Series monthly tournament. That was um, not bad. I think I got ninth, tied for ninth place in that one. And we had another Bells meeting. We also had our Bells and Chimes Tattoo Day, Pinball Tattoo Day. And mm-hmm. that was amazing. We actually had all three of the artists at the shop busy all day long from the time that they opened with people getting pinball tattoos. Um, there was a gal there who hasn't been to a Bells meeting yet, but she's going to start coming to them, who she walked in. She was the first tattoo of the day. She got a Matahari tattoo. It was pretty fantastic. Uh, my friend Zoe got flippers on her arms. So when she, you know, invites you to the gun show, it's a pinball gun show. It's really good. I'd... Are they two-inch flippers or are they the short flippers? They are. Nice. Classic. Yeah. 
they look really great. I saw her today and they're all healing up well and looking very nice. So we had quite a few people come in who got pop bumper designs, um, coin slots, which is what I'm going to end up getting. There were so many people who wanted tattoos that they booked fully past the time that we had allowed. And some of the tattoo artists stayed late to do some additional tattoos. So I'm just going to go back to the shop at another time. Um, Lombard Street Tattoo in Portland, they're offering the designs for another week or so for people who missed out um, or, or who didn't have time to get them that day. And we raised over $500. So we've fully reached our goal to bring Bo and Karen's to Bells and Chimes. That's great. Which was fantastic. Really happy yeah. about that. Um, and then my friend, Mike Huntsman came to visit from Reno and spent one night of his many night trip to the area at my place. And we worked on my stars a little bit, set the pitch a bit steeper to try and get that really great stars effect where if you trap up a ball and just let it go, it bounces off the post to the other flipper. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Bounce off the center post? Yeah. It's oh, cool. just, if you get it to stop and you've got it on one side, you just let it go and it transfers nicely over to the other side without you having to do anything. And I had seen a video where Bowen did it reliably over and over and over again. And I was like, I want mine to do that. And so we set it steeper and it's working not as well as Bowen's. I have to give it a little bit of a bump, but it's actually happening now, which was pretty exciting for me. That's very cool. Yeah, and then You'll I have to send us a link to, to how that works. Ooh, I, I will. Yeah, um, and then I had pinball brunch today with Zoe. Especially since I was getting over being sick, I haven't been out of the house very much for the past week. So it's great to see her. Two of my bells have birthdays, um, so this is their birthday weekend. So they did a little birthday gathering there that I forgot was happening and I just happened to be there while it was going on so we got to play a bunch of games which was really good. I was slightly rusty but I almost got Monster Multiball and Elvira my first game back playing on location so it felt good. Yeah great you're always very busy. I try. Despite being sick. What have you been up to in pinball? Uh, not much. I wanted to say thanks to Brian at Oak City Pinball. He sent me a DVD of pinball footage that I still have not watched. I picked it up today and was like, oh crap, I need to watch this thing. But uh, I think I forgot to mention it. I did play the other night my own games, and I sent uh, Jeff and the guys pictures of my scores. Um, they were terrible. So I stopped playing. I got like 74 <laughs> million on Judge Dredd. I got less than 3 million, I think, on Metallica. And like 26,000 on Old Chicago. I want to get sent pictures of your terrible games. <sighs> okay. How do I'll I get added up. to this list? <laughs> I'll take them up and add you to the <laughs> wall of shame. <laughs> and my kids, uh, my mom found a Star Wars pinball machine on clearance at Target and gave it to my kids. And I actually played it quite a bit. It is a very difficult game. Uh, the score counter goes to 100,000, but you only score 10 points at a time. Oh, you got to roll that baby. Yeah. My highest score was in the 300s, like 340 or something, which was a huge game. Anyway, it's fun. The kids like it. We have uh, have a few of those little cheapo pinball machines that are still kind of fun, except the Spider-Man one is really irritating to listen to. 
Is this the Star Wars one that just makes the lightsaber noises? With all uh, the little it's... pops? Yes, it has five yes. pop bumpers. Yeah, my friend Vincent got me that for Christmas. And I lent it to my boss because she has two young kids. And I was like, we've got to get them started sometime. Mm-hmm. So they've been playing it now, which is really cute. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. And yesterday we went to Gravity Park, which is like a trampoline park. And Fochini went to get a soda. And we noticed in small letters on the vending machine, the word pinball. So we tapped it because the whole front is a touchscreen. It turned into a giant pinball machine. The whole screen did this Coke machine. It was really cool. It looked really polished and everything. Had four flippers and they were shaped like Coke bottles and all these different shots. Uh, my daughter was playing and she was doing pretty bad. And then some kid came up and needed a soda. So I did not get to play it. <laughs> but it looked really cool. So if you see one of those uh, Coca-Cola vending machines with a touchscreen, take a second look. It might have a hidden pinball machine in there. You didn't get a chance to play, Don? No, I mean, I tapped the flippers, but she was tapping too, and it was not handling the multi-touch very well. That's so Mm. disappointing. (laughs) I'll go back when the kids are in school, and I'll play this uh, fake pinball machine. By yourself to the trampoline uh, park. That's not at all creepy. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even get a a sigh for that, for that soda disappointing. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally missed it. Yeah. There we go. Thanks. There we go. Better. We can move on. Okay. I'm double checking our uh, little feed here. I'd rather... We have a lot of uh, listener questions, but can we talk about some news real quick? Yes. Sweet. Yeah. I think people are going to want to hear about uh, the new spooky pinball reveal today. Let me get the link to send to uh, Jessica. So we asked Jessica not to look at this, or I, I did anyway. So you have not seen the reveal, right? But you know what the title is, correct? I have not seen it because you told me not to look at it. Okay. Good on me. I'm sending you the link right now. Why are you trying to censor Jessica's <laughs> well, I knew, feed? I knew you had seen it because Joe sent it to both of us at the same time. Right. Okay, it's in the chat, Jessica. All right, I'm clicking on the chat. And the uh, link will be in the show notes. You can look along with us. The the big reveal is the Jetsons by Spooky Pinball. It is a worst cup secret in pinball, as they say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I thought AFMR was a lesser that, kept secret. That is a bad one. Uh, Aerosmith was a terrible kept secret. Well, you guys Pinball's say that, but I didn't know that this was happening. How is that possible? I don't know. I guess it was well kept from you. I guess I don't go on Facebook anymore, and I don't go on Pinside. I don't either, but you're going to see, you're going to get, now that you're one of us, you're going to get these rumblings. Google gobble. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was done by John Chad. John Chad did the art package. Now, most of it is kind of classic Jetsons animated uh, imagery, but of course, they needed an art designer to put the art package together. There's a lot of background stuff. I don't see any of the crazy tight detail that John Chad's known for. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I can see some of those ships and stuff down near the bottom. I can see him having done some of those. Adding some more detail to the control panels and whatnot. So the idea is to make it a more simple game for families and children to get into. So the layout is not super complex. I'm trying to find the full 
playfield image here and I'm not finding it. Okay, there it is. So it looks like you've got, uh, you know, left and right orbit. It looks like there's inner orbits as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, three pop bumpers and a ramp. Captive balls. If you look at, yeah, mm-hmm. you have a captive ball there. If you look, it kind of looks like the ramp is the kind of the bubble portion of whatever building they're in, like their house or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the ramp. I can't remember too often when the ramp's been used as an art, kind of like, you know, Scared Stiff does, but this one actually having the move to a plastic ramp. This is Spooky's first game using plastic ramps. Um, works well there. So. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. It, it does go right into the art. I didn't notice that, but it's like it the looks very nice. Up and going around. Yeah. yeah. It's got one scoop, uh, captive ball, like you said, and then it's got two banks of uh, stand-up targets and one little extra target, kind of like uh, the mystery reward on Judge Dread. similar. It's really low shot. That's going to be a tough one to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the angle that you'd have to go, you have to barely miss the top of the sling and hit. That's kind of that's going to be an interesting interesting shot. Be a tough one. And two spinners. They're kind of dangling out in the orbits, like oh. Iron Man, like Iron Man, uh, Metallica Premium. No, uh, no Hasbro toys glued to it. No, that's None. really clean. So that mm-hmm. kind of uh, f- uh, frosted plastic that's just to the right of the ramp entrance is that do you think to diffuse light in a different way or is that photoshop to not show something that's back there at this time oh interesting is that a is that the magnet under there they showed a a white wood image of a magnet but i don't see where the magnet is you're right there is a large area that is frosted plastic hanging over it doesn't look like it's blurred out yeah, maybe not. I, but no. they could have easily laid something over it for the picture. I don't know. It looks like, uh, if you look at the picture of George and Judy dancing by the stand-up targets, you can see a piece of the actual physical frosted plastic. So it is frosted. So it must be by design. So I'm wondering, yeah, if that's to diffuse light, maybe with a color-changing LED or something in there, if it will mm. look really neat in person, kind of uh, scattering light across the entire plastic. Yeah, that could be neat. There's no way for the ball to get on top of it, right? I don't think so. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. It's a pretty straightforward layout overall. Yeah. Not necessarily a bad thing, but it doesn't. It's not like Rob Zombie totally out of the box. I like that there's an Eep Op Orc Ah uh-uh multi ball. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> uh, that means I love you. Oh. Uh, I like that Orbity's in there. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's missing a T on his name. It's missing. Does he have two T's in his name? Yeah. They'll fix it. Hmm. Well, Orbity's on there a couple times. The actual word, the name. Right. Yeah, there's one up by his picture and then one in the bottom center. Yeah. I love that Judy's uh, radio's on there, the lip shaped radio. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, I like the perspective too. That um, just like with the art, they're placed up in the sky as the gestures should be, but you can kind of see everything down below. So um, the empty space in the playfield makes sense because the show had a ton of empty space in the art, kind of mm-hmm. out and around it. So 
It's kind of cool to see that. They got a lot of cool characters into this art package. I love that uh, George is play- or George and Judy are both playing pinball on the cabinet art. Yeah. That's really cool. A hover pinball. Back glass, there's no huge image of the back glass, but it looks all right. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, the kids are listening to the troll soundtrack. It just popped up on my computer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and Evan wants to join our call. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, I think, like, you know, this is... Spooky's building it. They're commissioned to do this. This is one of their contract games like Domino's was. Mm-hmm. But they didn't design it. Um, That's true. This is fully designed by the pinball company. Um, it's for them. Uh, I don't know how John Chad got involved. Like the pinball company came to them. Or if uh, Spooky helped facilitate that. But but the design definitely came out of the pinball company. And they were looking, as you mentioned earlier, just to build something approachable, easy to learn, that would still be interesting for normal pinball players, but would work well with uh, newcomers and families and kids and stuff. So, mm-hmm. it's looks vac- like they pull that off. It's a vacation uh, America that doesn't suck. Hopefully. Presumably, right. yeah. Um, but yeah, the the price has been announced as well. It's a little bit... Uh, paying for that license, I guess. Yeah, a little bit rough, but um, what, who knows how job? that was. Uh, well, day one, it's $5,999. Um, there's 300 units to be made, so the first 100 will cost that much. Then after 100 has been sold, it'll go up to $5,499. And then after the 200th has been sold, the final 100 will be priced at $6,999. So... Day one six thousand, uh, end of run seven thousand. Okay, so the second the second tier was six thousand four hundred ninety nine. You said five, yes. but okay. Oh so yeah, it starts, sorry. It starts at six and goes up. And five hundred dollars okay. each time they sell one hundred, and it limited to a run of three hundred. Hmm. That's an interesting tactic. Trying to get the early sales in, I guess. Yeah, it just is. Seems like an odd thing to me because. Up front is when you're going to have your super fans buy anyway. It's the back 100 that'd be harder to sell than the front 100. Um, but And then on top of it, you're going to be asking for a higher price. So, mm. I don't know, 300 is not a huge number. They may sell that out regardless, but um, it's definitely going to slow momentum on sales every time it jumps $500. Uh, who knows? Maybe that middle after the first jump may cause like a minor stir of people who want to hurry and get it before the next 500 increase. So we'll see, see how it goes. I think that makes more sense than doing it in reverse because then everyone would just be saying, okay, I'm going to wait for a hundred <laughs> people to buy this so that I can get it $500 cheaper. And then they would sit there. Yeah. It's just, just a different tactic. Or just pick a standard price. Mm. Well, and they, I'm assuming that they can somewhat make them on demand. Uh, it seems to be spooky's kind of in that, realm yeah so that last hundred you know it might just do 10 here and there yeah i would i would assume they assemble in batches and ship you know 20 at a time or so or something like that Mm. so it'll be fun it'll be at texas pinball festival so we'll get to play well i'll get to play it Mm -hmm. i am stoked to give it a try i haven't played dominoes yet either so that'll probably be the first time i play Mm -hmm. that too 
Uh, my gut, I kind of like the layout of Domino's more. Like, Domino's seems more inter interesting to me. But obviously, this theme is going to be more fun, probably. Well, I don't know. They're both fun themes. I don't know. I don't dislike this, but I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I got to have one. Sure. Makes sense. I like some of the pinball imagery that's hidden in the art. Like, the Little Dipper School looks like a flipper bat. Um, I saw, like, the... The, the building tubes. looks. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, the building just to the left of it looks like a pop bumper, so like a futuristic pop bumper. Oh, let me see. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It does. Uh, the, I guess they're like little tubes or whatever underneath their house. They, I thought they were incandescent bulbs at first. The way they popped in, kind of like under the slingshots. Yeah. All right. And then there's also a ship that looks like. Uh, like above the left flipper, kind of looks like a star post. I don't know if that was intentional, but that's what it looked like to me. The little blue one. Yeah. Well, with John Chad's attention to detail, it probably was intentional, mm -hmm. or he just decided his shapes and stuff were going to be yeah evocative of pinball. So. So what do you think the odds are that John Chad will be a guest on the next this flipping podcast? Like one to one. <laughs> He and I are working on an art trade right now. I'm really excited about it. Mm. I'm making some pixels for him. going to be pretty sweet. Yep. I like it. I mean, retro future, you know, which Jetsons is quintessential retro future styling, I like and I think fits pinball pretty well. So those little elements, I like that they're reflective of pinball elements as well as opposed to just design pieces so i don't know yeah. it looks clean it's nice i like that the uh, letters for the rollover lanes up top the jet that they're actually on the back so that you can see them clearly instead of having to peek under that ramp yeah that's been a big problem lately big money in the mod business <laughs> making uh... <laughs> rollers you can see that is cool i like how big that back panel looks too mm -hmm. really ties in and the monitor i don't think we mentioned it's a 15 inch monitor with color color dot animations um so similar to rob zombie but bigger yeah it's a new size yep there's not any close-ups of it but it looks like it should be nice pretty cool full led lighting and i like that all the inserts are frosted i'm trying to think i think there are other games are like that too. They're not clear inserts, right? I'm pretty sure America's Most Haunted is, and I think Rob Zombie doesn't have clear in inserts either. Yeah, I'd have to look, but I I think you're right. It says beautiful powder coat on all game armor and legs. Uh, looks like it's black in some pictures and gold or something in the others. Yeah, I think a lot of these. This is all pre-production stuff, so... Yeah. Or... I don't know. Yep. I kind of like the gold or whatever's on the flyer. It looks pretty cool. you have to snake me a flyer or two if you can, Jeff. I'll try. I'll try and do that. And a Domino's flyer. I'm a flyer junkie. Okay. And did you see the new cover of Game Room Magazine? They released uh, a couple no. hours ago. It's got a Jetsons spooky pinball theme, so I'll have to put that in the show notes too, but it looks really cool. 
It is Game Room Magazine, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. It's got the ghost, like, flying around. It's got the editors uh, for the magazine in, like, a Jetson style. Anyway, I'll put it in the show notes. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I... It's probably worth mentioning that Transformers is the next color D&D. That game has and awful dots, and they we look much it, better so. in color. Oh, we did on the last show? No, I'm just saying, you said oh. it was worth mentioning, and... And we mentioned there it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, truly, I would love every DMD game to be supported over time, but... Sure. I would just personally have a hard time putting money into Transformers, so... It has its fans. For example, fans. Adam Godfrey. Which is yeah, fine. Adam, no pinball is that. bad, right? Uh, South Park's bad. Except South Park. I'd rather play Transformers than not have a pinball to play. Me too. And I would rather play Transformers than South Park. So <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Should we hit some other uh, questions? Listener questions? Let's do it. Right, let's let's do it. it. What t- where are we at on time? Okay, we're fine. I think this is from Evan, but not Evan Bingham. Evan McBride wrote in. I'm curious what your thoughts would be on a Wu-Tang pinball machine. Stern likes old man bands and very old TV shows, and we'll probably never make one. However, with a new generation of enthusiasts, I believe it would be pretty badass. So much could be done with the artwork. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any martial arts or hip-hop-themed pins. And then a moment later, he thought of Ninja Turtles. Could he cross over Shaq Fu with that, maybe? Oh, a Shaq Fu pin? Shaq Attack, Shaq Fu, rethink? Shaq Fu versus... Shaolin style. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's not something I would not want to see. I just know he's right. There's no way it would ever happen. No. Um, old white guys aren't uh, old enough. Or Wu-Tang fans aren't old and white enough yet. A uh, pinball rules everything around me multi-ball? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, so much you could do with it. <laughs> I sent you that picture from my office the other day where the office uh, Wi-Fi was called... Wu-Tang Lan. Yeah, that, that was, was great. That was pretty solid. <laughs> Evan's over here naming uh, Kung Fu games. He mentioned Black Belt, Street Fighter 2. There's also Bushido. Uh, I thought I had one more. Mm. Bushido was at Rocky Mountain two years ago. You don't see that game very often. Yeah, they, they had it again last year, I thought, didn't they? I don't think so. Oh. I'm mixing my ears up, but I do remember playing it. That was a Interesting game. Pretty cool, yeah. Black Belt is pretty cool looking. Uh, Black Belt, what there was? There's a Zacharia that has a. It has like a, a, a carousel. You know those carousels? Like I think a King of Diamonds has one. Yeah, it's like a bunch yeah. of drop targets. Yeah, it has one of those in it. Oh, I just remember oh. Dan Burfield um, from Tilt Cycle made some Wu Tang art. So it's not oh, that yeah, far that was my off, idea. right? I'm rich. Yeah, the first one is hanging in my house right now. Uh, black black belt. What did I say? Black belt. Is that what I just said? Yeah, I said black belt. Oh shit! Black belt's the one with the like round drop target carousel roto target thing. Mm-hmm. Is that the I one? Played that, that at... Is that the one he's got the the uh, play field for? I don't know. I we played need... that at California Extreme, though. Yeah, they had one at Papa, too, I think. I know I've played it. I forget where. 
It's okay. I'm not huge on those road target things. But you can play it on the uh, Zachariah app. Sure can. That is a crazy-ass backlash, too. <laughs> okay. Wu-Tang, we're in favor, right? Is that what we came oh, out on yeah, that man. one? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love Wu-Tang. Mm, theme is martial arts. Let me do a quick search on theme for martial arts here. Okay. Is this going to be the first uh, Keith Elwin game to come out of Stern as the Wu-Tang machine? That would be amazing. <laughs> I like that PS1 game. It was pretty good. The Shaolin fighting game? Whatever yeah. it's called. <clears throat> Shaolin soccer. Great. Shaolin soccer. So there's Black Belt by Bally, and there's Black Belt by Zachariah. Mm. Yeah. It was California Extreme had the Bally one. Okay, they were at least three months apart from each other. I don't know if I played the Bally one. I'm pulling that one up now. Uh, there's also Bloody China. That's a conversion kit. Dragon Fist by Stern. Karate Fight by Bally Midway. Dragon. Oh, yeah, Dragon Fist. I've definitely seen this back last, uh, the Stern game. The playfield looks like every other early Stern game. You guys looking at it? Probably not. I'm trying to. No, I. It's not very highly regarded, if I remember. It looks very martial arty. And Karate Fight. I'm not familiar with Karate Fight. I don't know Karate Fight. <laughs> Flame Valley Cabinet. No backlash in this picture. Let's That's see. the laziest name maybe ever for a pinball game. Karate, Karate fight. fight. Karate Fight is, it said, um, I'm looking at the Bally Black Belt, and it says this game was also produced as Bally's Karate Fight. They had to change the name at the request oh, of a Bally. European distributor. Anyway, I played that one. To Black Belt. You play Karate Fight to Black oh, Belt. Oh, Black Belt. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I've played that one before. It's fun. It's weird. It looks real weird. They had it in the Pin Golf Banks at the Tacoma show, Northwest Pinball and Arcade show last year. Hmm. Hmm. It does look fun. Art by Greg Ferris. Wow. Okay, so there you go. Uh, not Evan Bingham. <laughs> Evan uh, McBride. And he wrote this back in like the beginning of December, and it was buried in our Facebook thing, so I did not see it until now. I'm sorry about that. Oh, okay, it, so the Bally, or excuse me, not Bally, uh, the conversion kit Bloody China is a conversion kit for spike, uh, Strikes and Spares. Huh. So from, from Strikes and Spares to Bloody China, huh? Yeah. All right. Seems like a natural progression. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It says uh, they only had back glasses, no other parts. Uh, the guy, the manufacturer Geiger. Oh, me, Geiger ended up with the parts, but he did not manufacture them. He purchased it from Hankin and Company, but they don't know if Hankin made the glass or bought it from the same source. They've never <laughs> seen the glass in a full machine, so we have not seen this conversion kit. The uh, back glass is kind of terrible in a good way. It's like a kung fu dude kicking a guy with a mace, looks like Skeletor. And then some <laughs> weird snake lady. Or no, that's a guy, I guess. It's a fever dream, essentially. Yeah. 
It's weird that this art, like, passes. We're like, yeah, go ahead and make a bunch of them. Like garbage art, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad it did, because now we can enjoy it. But It's just weird that people sign off on some of this stuff. Like the Argon okay. Flash. Oh, my gosh. Oh. One of the worst. <laughs> okay. Rob Winkler. Sorry, go ahead. I, no, I, just, I think we're going to be talking about some bad art later if we get to it. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We got to double down. And some great art. Rob Winkler Cox wrote in Just listened to episode 97. Jessica mentioned participating in a tournament run by Dave Stewart that featured point stealing. Point stealing is an everyday occurrence in our DC Baltimore area league. It's not surprising that Dave used it because he used to play in our league before moving out to Seattle. Oh. So there you go. That and explains some plug. things. Yep. Quick plug, the Free State Pinball Association runs leagues at five locations in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia, just starting our spring season. Anyone in the area who wants to join can find out more at fspazone.org. fspazone.org. I'll put it in the show notes. So thanks, Rob. Uh, we got we got a we effed up, sort of, from John Peters. He said, you guys give credit to credit.pinball.com, but that site hasn't had an update since August 2016. What do you know? I said, you're right, but he's a friend of ours, and most of, most of his articles are evergreen. So I left the link in our show notes. I should probably take it out. So yeah, if you haven't checked out uh, credit.pinball.com, uh, lots of evergreen articles. They're good anytime. In-depth stuff Very in-depth, yes. Great stuff from Rod McLarge. He said, yes, thank you, but I, I he, he does enjoy the articles. He reads it for the articles, is what he said. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why well, we all go there. Yes. And uh, let's see here. From Kevin. No, excuse me. From Don Fergadi. Fergaged. He sent us a, a, an email a couple months ago, months ago. I cannot talk about issues with pinball parts distributors. He wanted to let us know that both of the ones he had problems with made it right in the end with no charge. So it's great to hear. Yeah, but. I don't think we were bashing any dis- any parts places, but yeah, most of them do a good job keeping our their customers happy. So I'm glad that it worked out in the end for Don. Yeah, uh, Kevin, we talked about a question from Kevin on our last show, but I think I missed this one. How do you approach a distributor for better pricing? Did we talk about that? I, I almost so. paid full retail for my first new inbox because I was stupid and excited. What should you expect to pay retail? What should you expect to pay retail? Basically, he's asking, how do you get around paying retail? In the uh, old days, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the old days, as of a month ago or like six weeks ago, you could just you would email a distributor and say, hey, what's your pricing on this game from Stern? But now Stern is like iron fisting all the inventory so that you can't distributors can't mark down. I think is that yeah. Correct? Even existing stock got. Um, grandfathered in into the new pricing, right? Yeah. I think the only like uh, exceptions were uh, basically like WWE and Kiss. They're they're okay to still blow those out, but anything in production um, went up in price as well. Yep. So now you're hosed, but I did buy two games off of Amazon Lightning deals, so that might still be a thing. 
they maybe yeah they sell out pretty quick and the brakes are not great like instead of paying 6400 you pay 6000 or something like they're pretty close it's not like a huge difference you still get free shipping though right uh, you do get free shipping or at least on those games i did okay yeah mm, yeah so kind of you're kind of hosed if it's yeah. an older game like a ballet game this new box you're definitely hosed uh but yeah yeah, I, sorry. I was going to say, the, the easiest way is just go to Pinside, ask what's the current minimum uh, price for each model, what's the per, the what's Stern's lowest allowable price for Pro Premium LE, decide what model it is you're looking for, contact distributor and say, I've heard this is the lowest price, are you selling at that? And if they say no, call around to find someone who will. Yeah, or just a good faith is call your, your favorite distributor and say, hey, what, what are you doing, you know? Uh, they might not cut you a break, but they might throw in a shaker motor or, you know, they might right. sweeten the deal for you. I don't know. Uh, I've bought, I've purchased new inbox games from Cointaker. I like them. Uh, I've heard only good things about JJ up at Game Exchange. Uh, yeah. Trent, Augustine, also heard good things. Do you guys mm. ever try to buy, like, with a location by you? If, if you know they're getting a game, do you say, hey, can we go in on this together? Does that help help save you money, or is that not a thing? To ship multiple games? Yeah. You mean? Um, I haven't done that, but I've I know a lot of guys out in California because it's kind of a long ship. Yeah, you're you know you and Oregon be the same thing. Um, they'll buy ten games, fifteen games at a time, um, and do group buys all the time. I guess that does give them a pretty good break on the shipping costs. So collectively, they all pay a little bit less. So. It's a good idea to, if you could do that. Well, but probably not a, a breakdown in each pot, each box. Each pinball machine is probably the same price. Uh, the machine's still going to be at the stern minimum, but uh, the the shipping rate that's added into the cost comes out less. So, my best advice would be: don't buy a new in box. Let somebody open uh, the yes. box and knock off X amount of dollars. Uh, once you drive it off the lot, it drops in price. So let them work out some of the bugs. I'm real big on don't buy the first batch of a game because that's that's the guinea pigs. So yep. unless a game is an, an LE that you have to have and buy day one, which I hate that whole system, but that's the only reason why you might yeah, do I'd, that. And you know, like secondhand games do not take that long to start showing up. Just today, mm -hmm. you know, someone was mentioning that they're already the third owner of a Batman sixty six. So that's a new game. It's already gone twice through the sales process. So you usually don't have to wait that long. And there are people nope. still waiting for their new one to come. And that one's already on owner number three. So it's nice. You can make sure that there's no major issues out. So, but again, I, I get the allure to owning new in box. It's never been played, never been touched. You're the first, but. Yeah, essentially find out what those minimums are and then find a distributor that can work with you. Mm. Otherwise, Don's advice is best. Well, and there's a lot of guys that are hot for whatever the new game is, and then they're hot for the next new game. So, yeah, just a couple months they'll flip over. Yeah, I, I don't know. Give it six months. Uh, Jersey Jack and Spooky and Highway, I think they all do direct sales, so there's no real distributor breaks as far as i know i mean they have distributors but because they sell direct as well yeah and 
you can buy direct. I guess a lot a lot of times the reason for going through a distributor in that instance is just to get one extra layer on the customer service side. Mm -hmm. um, if you want someone that is a little bit more capable of leveraging um, the the seller on your behalf, so I don't okay. know. It's up to you. Yep. Okay. Uh, Mitch wrote in. He was very upset with us. Thanks for the fun episode. I almost drove off the road disagreeing with your stern top 10 worst games list. <laughs> Would it be possible for me to call into your next show to defend Sharky Shootout? I have a nice one on location in Boston. I've slowly been converting people into being fans of the game, or at least making it not the de facto pick for worst stern ever. None of us said it was the worst ever. It wasn't it was even on my bottom ever. list. Yeah, it's, it's I think okay. You listed it, didn't you, Don? think I might have. Yeah. I used to like it a lot more than I do now. So anyway, really, he, you almost drove him off the road. I guess, maybe. Mm. Um, he thinks I've spent a lot of time with it, but I have not. I spent a lot of time with High Roller Casino. And Sharky Shootout I played a lot of times, but at shows and stuff, so it's not like in-depth in my house or something. Uh, he did link to a video of gameplay and showing some strategies and features, which we will link in the show notes. And he had a question about the Rolling Stones development that we talked about. He thought it was in a thread. Um, if I get a chance, I will scan in the articles. Hopefully that's cool from Pin Game Journal. But I also sent him a link to the actual issue he could buy. It was like March 2011 or something because it was in the magazine. It was in a physical magazine, not online. He says, as always, thanks for having the seventh best pinball podcast on the web, which is pretty good because there's like 70 now. So yeah, that's, that's like really good. Top, top 10%. We'll take top it. Top 10%, yes. Uh, I want to read this one next. I finished listening to your latest episode. Who is this from? Tim Leonard. I finished listening to your latest episode and wanted to correct you on some Paps Can Crusher info. Paps did not discount it at all for Black Friday and actually purposely removed it from their website at that time to avoid doing so. Their online price has always been, and it still is, 6399 plus sales tax. Actually, let me look real quick, because when I looked at it, it showed a price, and it was crossed out with the lower price under it. So I'm wondering if it just always looks like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, <laughs> it was never at this higher price, but we're going to make it look like it was. <laughs> yeah, well, that's possible. Right now it says $6,995. It's crossed out, and it says 6399 So maybe You would expect my... to pay. <laughs> right. Well, free shipping, though. Okay. Uh, I was fortunate to buy... He bought one this past December through a Stern distributor. He was told that top distributors were being allotted a, a few by Stern to meet requests. Going that route enabled me to save money and price and no sales tax. But admittedly, it was, it was still a comparatively expensive game for what it is. That said, I was never into what O'Nelly, but I love Ken Crusher's theme, color, artwork, call, and gameplay. Finally, just wanted to say that I really enjoyed the episode with Jessica DiNardo on them. She compliments the discussions well, has a fun sense of humor. I appreciate her newcomer perspective on pinball, even though she listed Iron Man as one of her picks for worst turn <laughs> games. WTF. <sighs> That, that email scary. was very sweet for a minute, and then... <laughs> and then the stinger. Yeah. Then it got real, and, and truth was spoken. <laughs> I'm glad he cleared up the, the Can Crusher thing, because I really want to play that game, and Red Fang's actually coming here, and 
want to go see them in concert. That that game really appeals to me beyond the uh, price tag. The singer yeah, I really for want to try it. Ooh, sorry, the singer for Red Fang is in a rival pinball gang um, in Portland. <laughs> He's one of the founders of the Whiskey Dicks. WDX. Uh, you want me to slash their tires when they're here then, or what? <laughs> no. No, no. Um, and one of the other players in town, Chris Coyle, he goes on the road with them a bunch, um, and he's also in Whiskey Dicks. So they're a rival gang to CFF, of which I'm, I'm still not a member of, but I just thought that was funny. What does Whiskey Dick have to do with pinball? What doesn't it have to do with pinball? <laughs> Hmm. I kind of play better when I have the drink. <laughs> I think that's sort of the theme there. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, one quick uh, question, then we can get on to our top ten thing-ish. Yes. Okay, this is from Kevin. I have a thing for pinball tools and hoarding parts. Could you please go over the best tools to have on hand? Maybe the minimum parts to keep on the ready or how to store O-rings, keep them from drying out. I know people have different comfort levels when it comes to repair. I just purchased a pocket oscilloscope that I saw on the Pinball Ninja website. He's way over my head. I don't know how to use it, but I'm teaching myself. There are also companies like Siegecraft.us that make diagnostic tools for different systems. And he enjoys the show. He's like in some next level shit, so I don't know about all that. But like uh, nut drivers and whatnot, I'm okay with. Keep those on hand. As far as storing O-rings, I keep them in Ziploc bags inside of a Tupperware container. Yeah, I use Tupperware as well. I've never had any issues with them drying out. Uh, if you keep it properly sealed, you'll be okay. But I went crazy and like ordered extra of everything when I was really getting into fixing up games. And I just wouldn't burn through rubber fast enough. So I did end up throwing out some that I felt had dried out more than I would want to put in a game. Yeah. As far as, like, tools and stuff, like you mentioned, nut drivers and, you know, screwdrivers and such, I would say um, you might as well just start with the magnetic tip stuff because they're a little bit more expensive, but it's so nice having magnetic tip uh, nut drivers and screwdrivers. That sound of the screw dropping down through the playfield is just so aggravating. Mm -hmm. You've heard it for the fifth time on the same ramp you're taking off a playfield or something um obviously you're gonna want something like a d digital multimeter but just parts to have on hand i always keep some uh of the common transistors that uh, need to be replaced uh, as well as like bridge rectifiers so i can do just kind of the the most common board work um and i i don't know a leaf adjuster tool gets used a ton um Obviously, a soldering station is nice to invest in up front. Uh, what did you say? An electrician's mul what? Like a digital multimeter, multimeter, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> multimeter. Well, that's a valid pronunciation of the tool, Don. I never heard that. It's like multimeter. you don't say thermometer, do you? A thermometer. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. What do you <laughs> call it? <laughs> you don't. Stop this right now. <laughs> a multimeter. Well, now I'm going to call it a multimeter. Uh, is it a barometer? Yeah. Okay. You got to keep your barrels in check. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's really not a ton of uncommon stuff when working on pinball, to be honest. Like, 
you can get pretty far with just some needle nose pliers, screwdrivers, and nut drivers. Um, yeah. If you get a small... Uh, Ma- magnetic bowls. Magnetic bowls, yeah. Magnetic uh, extended flashlight things are great. Yeah. Uh, no, but I was saying uh, like a box, not even box end, open end wrenches, but they're really small ones. Yeah. Are pretty handy to hold a post while you're taking a nut off of it. I end up using those a lot. And then, yeah, the basic stuff that Jeff mentioned. If you don't have good light in your room, get get a light. Like, yeah. A little headlamp for jogging or something is usually pretty good. If you want to look cool. Yeah. You want to get some chicks, get one of those headlamps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jessica, do you have anything to add? Not really. Um, my extent of working on machines and things is very still very new in its infancy. So I'm the one taking notes on the things that you guys are telling me to have. It's okay. Um, also, it's this is one of those hot tips, is a um, just a white towel that you lay down in the bottom of your machine while you're working on it. So when the screws and crap do fall, because they will fall, they just kind of stay put instead of bouncing and rolling all over the cabinet. And it's really easy to see on a white towel as well. Yeah. Um, Taylor uses a yoga mat for a lot of different things on the games. Uh, that mm. being one of them. And one little quick tip is to keep get an extra rubber post sleeve. And I keep a yellow one in my bag. They're really good at taking light bulbs out. Hmm. Especially on like uh, old solid state or EM back boxes where all the bulbs are recessed so you can't get to them. Um, I use one of those post sleeves and just stick it over the bulb and they're really easy to twist in and out. Yep. Very small. And a small pile. Or what are they called? Those little nail board things? Fiberboard thing? I don't know. I can't remember what they're called. But get one of those too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You guys want to do our thing? Let's do it. About things. Wait. So, oh, wait. Sorry. We've got breaking news. Shit. Um. Here I am at dictionary.com. Here we go. Where words are spoken aloud. <laughs> Let's see if this goes through the mic. Last time I tried this, it kind of crashed the recording in the show. But I feel this is worth the risk. Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Here we go. Don't talk for a second because I'm unplugging my headset. Just just listen. Jeff sucks. Jeff sucks. <laughs> Multimeter. 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 <laughs> All right. We're done. Just type in meter and see what it says. Um, okay. Um... Meter. It's not even the same person. person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's only one person qualified to pronounce things. Well, it's a different person pronouncing it. (laughs) This is bullshit. All right. That was a good use of time, though. So, So Jessica, our top ten theme, who came up with it? What is it? Oh, so after we did the top ten, bottom ten stern lists, my friend Zach... Posted that next time we should do top and bottom ten Gottliebs. Yeah. Thanks, Zach. So that's what we're doing, but we're only doing solid state. 
Because yeah. otherwise, all of the top ten would be EMs. Yeah. And it almost, yeah, I was going to say it would be if it was everything. Well, there may be one or two solid states that sneak in there. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, cool idea. Taylor said that our positivity train was over, but I didn't feel that way. It wouldn't be fun to talk about just the top ten. It feels like that's something we've done before. But to add the, that's like a BuzzFeed clickbait thing. You need the yin and the yang, the top and the bottom. You well, won't believe what number seven is. You won't. But the original idea was to do them all until we realized how long that would be. All right. So we just it shortened the segment to top ten, bottom ten. So. So this might be interesting because Jeff and I didn't talk about this at all, but Jessica and I kind of did in that we're not just doing Gottlieb, we're doing Premier and Milestar, which I assume yeah. Jeff would have done anyway because... Yes. Okay. The, that, the most fertile ground is in those Premier days, <laughs> though. So. Yeah. For one of the crops. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's get started with your... Let's do our top ten first. Or should oh. we do bottom ten first? Um, we can do we can switch it up. Do bottom ten first. Okay. Yeah, let's let's, let's your... end on a positive note, shall there we? There you go, Taylor. Yes. <laughs> so let's start with uh, let's start with Jeff. What is your number ten from the bottom? So least worst. bad, almost worst. Your least bad, but on the way to bad. Got me. Okay. Uh, Charlie's Angels. <gasps> Don't let Rob McLarge hear this. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of fans for it. And that's why it's at 10, because I recognize some people love this game. Um, Morrison's art's fine. I'm not a big fan of the orangish theme, even though it is time appropriate. But I feel like the upper half of the game is kind of a waste. Don, I will continue talking to you only for the remainder of the podcast. (laughs) It's okay. This is my Iron Man for you. So there you go. We're not picking sides here. I'll play it. I mean, at 10, it, it's still a playable game. So. I will say, looking at these lists, because they're on three separate lists, uh, there were a bunch of games that I just could not remember. There, I, I recognized almost all of the names, but then when I would click on some of them, trying to refresh my memory, I'm like, I don't remember playing what this felt like. So Yeah, there were a bunch of them I've never even seen or heard of. So The turds stood out somewhat. But it was a lot easier to find my top ten than my bottom. 10. Oh wait, we have a correction. That is number eleven. I just counted oh on my, my list. <laughs> so you know it almost made it in there, but right. it is actually okay. Sorry, I have to I have to back that up. All okay, right, what's so your number, number ten then? Number ten is Bad Girls. So I don't really need to explain that one whole much. I already wasted my explanation time on. It's Eight Ball Deluxe. Mirrored. It's as as lazy. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's lazy from art to layout. And 8-Ball Deluxe is infinitely more fun in a very similar layout, so. Hmm. Move ahead. Alright, Jessica, you're number 10? So, or 11? Well, I, I had one honorable mention which could have gone on either list. So I guess I'll, I'll say that one real wow. fast. Okay. Cactus Jacks. Yeah. Where there are a lot of things about it that are incredibly annoying, yet at Pinburg we played a bunch of dollar games on it and we kept playing it. And I was like, why are we still playing this game? So I didn't really understand. And then when I was talking to Zach about the fact that we were doing this, he was like, yeah, he's like, that one would kind of be hard to put on one list. It would kind of go on both lists. 
So that's my honorable mention on both sides is Cactus Jacks. But my number 10 on the bottom list is Genesis, which... That's a controversial pick as well. It's a controversial pick. It was kind of endearing to me to start because it was the first machine I ever played in my first ever tournament. So there's part of me that's hmm. like, well, it's a very meaningful game to me in some ways. But then I was talking to Matt Hansen about it, and I was like, I just don't like those stubby ramps. And I believe the wording that he used was, yeah, the ones that poop out into the pot bumpers, which they do. They just kind of drop out there, and it's just like, huh. The ovaries. Right. Or what is it? Urethra? No, no, no. Fallopian tubes? Fallopian tubes, thank you. Mm. Yeah. I had mine taken out as a kid. I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, they look like fallopian tubes. Yeah. Uh, Genesis, though, has had like a huge revival. When I got into the hobby, that was like the worst game. Everybody hated it. But now, like, it's getting its fans. I, so I bad it's good. Yeah, I don't understand it, honestly. Like, whatever. Uh, I just want to say with Cactus Jacks, I don't think I've ever played one, but I've always been very intrigued by the theme. And I love the like shitload of inserts right in the middle of it mm. it looks like a game i would have fun playing but it looks awful in, in <laughs> a distinct way it looks like a retheme of like uh from an art installation you know what i mean an art collective retheming the pinball machine okay anyway i'll move on or like a flea no. market from the 80s like just yes. that yes Growing up in Albuquerque, you would see those cactus antenna toppers everywhere. Yeah. Not so much anymore. (laughs) All right. I'm starting my number 10 with Vegas. It is a street level game, which I uh, am a huge fan of, but I remember, I distinctly remember not liking this game when I played it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've not played it much and I do like the horrifying bright pink art package, especially the cabinet, but uh, I I do remember not liking it, so it's got to go on the list. Okay, Jeff. Okay, uh, next up is Car Hop. Just think it's got a terrible layout. So, <sighs> go ahead. <laughs> Jessica, number nine. My number nine is Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street. What? Why? Well, I played it at the Pinball Hall of Fame. And first of all, like Freddy's head, it's just hor- it's just horrible to look at. That's true. <laughs> and I don't know, like the weird open space in the middle of the playfield. I feel like they could have done something more interesting visually with that. And I played it like three times and couldn't wrap my head around. It was just like, okay, you're randomly going to get this multi ball now, but I don't really feel like I've done a lot of stuff to earn this multi ball, and it wasn't keeping my interest. I love the uh, the Freddy's gloves on that, like the claw in the in the drain. Freddy's glove diverter couldn't go on my list. Mm-hmm. But on a similar theme, my number nine, class of eighteen twelve. <laughs> I want to love this game, but it sucks. It's annoying. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people like, like it, and that's cool for them. Yeah. That's like middle um, ground for me. Yeah, I can see that. To me, though, like, I prefer polarizing over, like, just kind of annoying and forgettable. So, yeah. I don't know. Yep. Uh, me? Yep. Okay. Gold wings. I, that siren's the worst, one of the worst sounds in pinball. 
and it's again it's one of those knockoff just cheese ball things and some people may love it for that but i i avoid that game i like to play games that aren't even near it when possible so yeah not a fan yeah uh that was number eight jessica all right my number eight is going nuts how dare you <laughs> <laughs> it's novel it's not a lot of fun it's it's, okay. it's a oh. novel it's yes and it got old super fast and then it just got annoying. On the the Gottlieb collection on Wii, that was my favorite game. I played the crap out of Go Nuts. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, my number eight is either of the Mario games. They should be much, much better. They kind of play like middle of the road, but because of the potential there, the lost potential, I put them in my bottom ten. Yeah. Um, they're not on either of my lists, but I owned Mushroom World for a while. And it was insane what I could sell it for, so I had a very short stay here. But I agree. Like they it's it's a theme where like pipes and tubes are part of the yeah. the experience and it was so underused. It should so, be a home yeah. run. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, number seven, Jeff. Oh, okay. Uh and this one I think I can't remember if you liked this game or not, Don. Some people do, but it's Shack Attack. Um, uh-huh. it's just like of all the things that you were going to go big on <laughs> during that time period, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, I, I know he had, and it was referenced early in the show. He had Shaq Fu, but I just think Shaq Tech's kind of garbage. So it looks like it'd be a ton of fun. Like it has awesome looking yeah. toys on it. It's just not. Yeah. Right. All right. Okay. Jessica number seven. So my number seven is a game that I was actually really excited to play the first time, and it sounds like a theme that I would really like, and then I was just angry when I finished playing it. Um, Asteroid Annie and the Aliens. Oh, yeah. Mm. I like the art. I hate the art. You do? I think it's kind of, like, oddly charming. What don't you like about... Oh, sorry. Oddly charming? It's odd, for sure. Yeah. that's. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you don't like about it, Jessica? The art? Well, the art's not great, but it's just offensively boring. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) South Park Syndrome. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, That was... That was my seven. number six, right? Those were number seven, seven. so this is your seven. Oh, sorry. My seven is Serpent Safari. Mm. Yeah. It shows up in tournaments a lot, and I think some people like it, but... What a dog theme. Like, this is another thing of, like, how was this okayed by someone? <laughs> how did they go? Why won't make it a badass BMX dude or something? Like, why not something that's not this? How about TNC Surf Design? That would have been fitting for the yeah. time. It doesn't. Well, obviously, they're going with not a theme. But, yeah, rip off. Yeah, rip off TNC. Not water slides of a weird crocodile with a bunch of humans. It's like <laughs> Alf or something. It's like a green Alf. <laughs> The game yeah, sucks. Uh, not for me. If it was rethemed, like usually things don't matter to me, but in this one, I'm not feeling it. All right. All right. Uh, six? Yep. Yep. It's time to bring back some of the controversy here. Uh, Wipeout. I just can't have any fun with it. I've tried. I just can't. Like long, long ball times. Uh, I don't like the game. So This was a. An honorable mention on my top ten list. I thought it might be. Some people like it. 
I used to hate it, but then uh, my friend David fixed one up, and he did a really nice job, and it played really well and was fun to play. For an hour every time, right? Um, yeah, well, I, yeah, at least an hour. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I didn't I didn't for years, but I finally came around. Yeah, I, I just can't. Maybe, maybe one fine. day down the line it will click, but not today. Yeah. Okay, Jessica, number six? My number six is Bone Busters. Ink. Yeah. Yeah. We got one at Quarter Worlds, and at first I was kind of excited. I was like, oh, it's Chicago-themed. I know that it was supposed to be the, you know, rip-off Ghostbusters that never was. But, man, like, every time that I play it or my friends play it, we're standing around and we're just like, so what do you do? Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> Just not, I don't know, you don't feel like you're making good progress and the progress you are making doesn't feel satisfying. Mm. Yeah, kind of goes in the so bad it's good camp for me. Mm. So bad it's okay in the middle. <laughs> Passable. Yes. Uh, my number six, Hollywood Heat. Yeah. I, I didn't think I didn't like this game so much, but going over the list, I was like, yeah, I guess it does end up on the bottom ten. It's just it kind of boring. Um, I like the layout in a way, but then the layout doesn't really do much. You end up watching your ball more than flipping your ball. So. That's never good. No. Uh, okay. Uh, next one, another, I think, just terrible modernish game is Waterworld. Uh, the movie is a flop, it's a flop, whatever. It's okay. <laughs> it's bad. It's not that bad. I can't. That one I really came around with that one too. No ramps though. Weird game. No ramps. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. number five. My number five is Panthera. It's, All right. Yeah. Um, I got to play it when I was up um, at the flipout in Vancouver, and it's just like an assault on your eyeballs, the weird, <laughs> yeah. it's like semi-psychedelic, but then bad Photoshop over that woman in the middle of the play field and all those different color drops. It, we wanted to like it and really did not like it. That layout looks really familiar. I feel like I looked at another game with the same layout today. Mm. Uh it's possible because that was like name of the game with Gottlieb is just recycle everything. Yeah, I during can their see solid that. state days. Uh I take the back class. I like the name. Yeah, okay, it looked number... interesting and then wasn't Yeah. Uh, what was your number five? That yeah. that was Waterworld. Well oh, Waterworld, yeah, that's right. Uh mine is the Amazing Spider Man. Mm. Okay. Worst sound ever, maybe? Okay. Uh... Okay, layout. The sound is awful. I'm not a big fan of the stacked uh, flippers like that, but like the layout would be okay if it had modern sound. Somebody put a modern sound package on it. We talked about it on the show a couple of years ago. I don't know. Whatever. It sucks. <laughs> uh, four. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, here comes a. Here comes one that hurts me to say, but got It's got to be true. Is El Dorado. Um, it's like the sixth time they've used that layout, mm -hmm. but the rules are painfully bad on this one. Um, I am a drop target guy. Love, love drop targets. But, uh, like, 
there's a very hard stop to the game's progression. Um, pretty early on, if you have a good ball, like it's it's really hard to grind out points after you kind of do the main thing. And uh, I don't know. I just didn't think that the game needed to be revived again, um, unless they were really going to put thought into how to drive the rules. So Eldorado, Eldorado City of Gold. Eldorado. Yeah. <laughs> Eldorado. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it now. But could have been much better. It's a fantastic classic layout, but meh. Mm-hmm. Jessica, number four. My number four is Deadly Weapon. <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> Jeff loves this game. I'm going to be super <laughs> unpopular this episode. Um, Deadly Weapon, the art is just, it's ridiculous. It's so busy. And then it's got that weird, not really in-lane lane that just, with the pop bumper, like the Beast, Beast Slayer, where it just like shoots it down. It looked like I should have liked it from the layout a little bit more, but it just seemed kind of gimmicky. It was just too much stuff, and I really didn't like it. That was at Pinburg that I got to play that. It's not good. Yeah. I just hate the little metal, not a slingshot, but like a hook, metal hook slingshot thing. Yeah. I hate that. It just feels like it gimps the ball. Mm-hmm. It's a It's a bad way to save cost. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number four. A lot of people love this game. I think they only like it because it's rare. It is Ready Aim Fire. It is one of the ugliest games of all time. The yeah. fonts make no sense. The <laughs> theme could be okay if they just ripped off Funhouse or Hurricane or something, but they didn't. They just make garbage. It's it's ass. It's like almost literally the worst looking game I've ever seen. I'd rather own a Flash than a Ready Aim Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, boy, we're get top three here. Yep. Okay, I'm I'm staying controversial. Um, my next one is Spring Break. Uh, starting with multi balls just kind of dumb to me. And you're dumb. It's, it's <laughs> a dumb looking game. It looks like a Venice Beach 1984 kind of. I don't know. Yeah, it looks badass. <laughs> Moving on. Jessica? Uh, my number three is Vegas for yeah. previously mentioned reasons. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, my number three, Shack Attack. It is garbage. It looks like it's so fun and it is not. <laughs> okay, number um, two. Number two. Boy, Don, this is the knockout punch. Street Fighter 2. What the hell uh, is wrong with you, man? <laughs> the game sucks. It does not suck. Do you know how excited I was to get a Street Fighter 2 pinball machine? I was like a huge Street Fighter guy. Yeah, and then obviously not. It has the probably the worst license art in pinball. Um, it's okay. Bash toy is always broken. And it's just not any fun. Sound is terrible. The DMD so. is the worst on earth, besides Kiss. Mm-hmm. But besides other Kiss, than that, yeah. it's yeah. pretty fun. <laughs> no, it's not. Go ahead. Jessica, number two? My number two is Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Game is terrible. And I love, I mean, I was a Nintendo kid, so I was really excited to find out this machine existed until I played it. Yep. It's a huge Pretty bad DMD on that, too. Mario's face is a lot squished and wide, kind (laughs) of. Man, they they need to make another Mario game. I know. (sighs) 
all right. I hope Gottlieb didn't write some like fifty-year clause or something for ha- holding the <laughs> licensing for that mm. and pinball. But even the pinball Mario Pinball Advance or whatever that game sucks too. Oh, Mario Pinball. Yeah, yeah it wasn't terrible. as good as wasn't as good as uh, Pokemon or Metroid Pinball. Yeah, or Kirby, or Kirby. Yeah, yeah, they've done good pinball games. Yeah, yeah why totally. did Mario get the shaft? I don't know. Bring in the old Gottlieb guys for that or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really bland. Okay, uh, number one then, right? Or wait, number two? You're number wait. two. My number two is Eldorado. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Totally missed <laughs> opportunity. It's garbage. Okay, you're number one, Jeff. Um, I, I have a feeling there may be consensus on this one, guys. Mm-hmm, I think I, so. I pretty good about it. <laughs> Should we say it on three? Sure. Let's see what just happens here. All right. One, one two, two. Three. Victory. Victory. <laughs> See, I don't know victory. No, it's awful. You're a lucky I haven't so had the awful. pleasure. <laughs> no. It's just a garbage course of game design. <laughs> it's terrible. You flip the ball, and then like five minutes later, you come back and you flip it again. You wait forever. <laughs> it's terrible. It, it, you, yeah, put it this way. Hercules has has faster action. <laughs> yes, victory. it does. So. I would rather play Hercules than Victory. Um, wow. Yeah, and then it was on the pinball arcade. And just every time you scroll through the games, you hear that stupid, Victory! It just made me mad. So <laughs> It's miserable. <laughs> okay, Jessica, what's your one day? My number one is Shack Attack. Okay, oh, <laughs> We hammered on that game. Yeah. yeah. Well, it deserves it. <laughs> it's bad. Okay, good. Yeah, Shack Attack, I can't believe how... Oh, it's such a, a letdown. Yeah. Even Victory looks kind of fun. Like, a lot of Gottlieb's, they look different, so you're like, oh, this this could be cool. But no, it's not. They're just terrible. <laughs> but, you know which games are not terrible? Let's talk about our top ten Gottlieb Milestar Premier games. Yeah. <laughs> Premier, as well. I said Premier. Oh, I thought you just said Gottlieb Milestar. You're number ten. Um, number ten from the top. From the least best. Now, I feel like this one probably should have started higher, but um, it it made for a more interesting list. I'll say 10, Joker Poker. Uh, It's a good game. Card game, lots of drops. That's my number 10. Cool. Joker Poker. Huh. That's... that's, That was EM and Solid State, right? Am I thinking Um, of the right one? I believe no. Wasn't, you're thinking of Royal wasn't, Flush. Uh, wasn't the uh, have layout used before, or is this Joker hmm. Poker? I think we featured not. this one. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, I like I, that. It, sorry. Oh, because why? Because I have yeah. Premiere. There is an EM version oh. of it. You're right. Okay. Yeah. But it, it looks great. Know. Um, <laughs> it's a fun game. Joker Poker. Hang on, I'm almost there. Oh, is this the King Tight Triton? No, it's not. Oh, it's El Dorado. No. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, this is a really fun game. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Okay. Uh, Jessica. I had the same number ten. So what's your number ten? Okay, my number ten, Robo War. <laughs> okay. I know Jess going to say hipster pick, but uh, it's pretty fun. And No, I'm fine with it. A really cool art. I had, let's see, I had five runners up. 
and 9 and 10 were basically reversible, so I just picked one. So I picked which one I would rather have in my house for number 9. Yeah, I, I think for getting into the top 10, like it's, I think there's a lot of easy bad picks on the Gottlieb run, but I think the top 10 is going to be really strange because sometimes with their games, it's just one or two things that like really hooks you, and for some reason you get obsessive about it, so it might get weird, guys. Hmm. Am I on on to nine now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is another one that I initially had way higher on my list, and I backed it down over time as I really thought about it. But it has one of the most satisfying shots in all of pinball, and this is Punk. And that really, really long upper left shot to start multiball is fantastic. You're watching the ball go up forever, and when it falls into the little hole, you feel like the best pinball machine player of all time. It's not very common, so... Um, it was crazy that Pinagogo had two of them last year. Uh, but yeah, it's great. I don't know that I've actually played a punk. It looks awesome, too. It does look awesome. Yeah. I have never played one either. Okay, so what is your number nine? My number nine is lights, camera, action. Hmm. I like the, uh, the draw shot in the back glass. And... Mm-hmm. You know, when all the lights start kind of flashing at you. It's very interactive. It's a fun game. I haven't played it a ton, but I've enjoyed it the times that I have played it. A friend of mine went to Pinball Hall of Fame before I did, and the only game he could remember was Lights, Camera, Action. <laughs> it's pretty unique looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It almost made my bottom ten, but it's okay. <laughs> it was uh, an honorable mention on mine. Good. Uh, my number nine is Excalibur. You don't see it a whole lot, but uh, it's really fun. I love the layout, and I like the art, I like the theme. Underrated gem. All right, Don, here's how I get back in your good graces. Here we go. I, I, my number eight, right? Yes. Yep. Gladiator? Yeah, Gladiators. Yeah. Gladiators, meant to be uh, orig- originally Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Um, after we saw it happen to Mario, thank goodness, but Gladiator's <laughs> just fun. It, it's a pretty solid game all around, so cool stuff. See, I haven't played that one either. There's so many games I need to play. You can play it on the Pinball Arcade right now. Mm-hmm. And you can play Cactus Jacks on the Pinball Arcade next month, apparently. Because they're only oh. doing Gottliebs now. Wh- which one just came out? I don't remember. A Gottlieb. Uh, uh, shit. I can't remember now. It came out yesterday. Oh, wow. Way to go. Have you guys ever played Punky Willy? <laughs> no. no. I have never heard of it, but I searched punk on, on IPDB, and Punky Willy looks kind of good. Hmm. Really bad, but kind of good. Interesting. Okay, so uh, is it my number eight? Oh, my number yeah. eight. Your number eight. Jessica's my, number eight. Yep, my number eight is Black Hole. It's one of the first games that drew me into pinball as an adult when Matt and I were at Penny Arcade Expo. They had one at the arcade, and it was literally kind of magnetic. I like the theme a lot. I like the sounds on it. We ended up having a really nice, like, very super slick fast one that was driving everyone crazy at Seabar. But I enjoy it. I love hate with that game. Same. That's one of those... That's one of those games that's a common crossover from like modern to classic for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, 
they'll give it a go. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, my number eight is Car Hop. Jeff sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It it really won me over. It's the first uh, street level I played, but uh, the shots are pretty f- interesting and fun, as they are on all the street levels. I'm not huge on the theme, but I liked uh, kind of changing the music and stuff. I don't know. It's fine. I like it. All right. Seven. Um, my seven is Spirit. It's a interesting game. I, I don't know a whole lot to say about it, except for I guess it's pretty rare. You don't see it that often. But when you do, it it seems to, it seems to stand out whatever row it's sitting in, whether mm-hmm. it's a show or whatever. Um, well, it's got some pretty challenging shots on it. Kind of weird upper playfield on that thing. It's kind of a cool game. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, Title Fight. Again, interesting um, back box. I got to play this. Dan Burfield kind of showed me how to play this at Pinburg. And I just remember it being a super fun game. Mm-hmm. Like that one? Uh, mine number... Oh, wait. Yeah, it's mine. Mm-hmm. Number seven. Rescue 911. Hated it at first, but uh, as a more experienced pinball player, I really like the layout. I'm not huge on the theme, but the layout is great. Lots of uh, weird long shots, but they're satisfying. I remember an episode of Rescue 911 where a kid was reaching in to get ice cream out of the freezer and he stuck his tongue out. His tongue, his tongue stuck to the side of the freezer and his 911 call sounded like, Help me, I have a freezer. And it took him a while to figure <laughs> it out, but turns out it was really serious because his tongue started bleeding and he almost died, but they saved him. And that boy was Jeff Rivera. <laughs> Who sticks their face into the freezer when they're getting out ice cream? Like, can you not just do that with your hands? He's little. Yeah, well, whatever. If it's really hot <laughs> out, you put your face in that freezer. <laughs> mm-hmm. My tongue, but I get it. Anyway, thanks for bringing up that game so I could share that really <laughs> nice story. story. yes. Okay, your number is more... six. Six. Um... The nifty guy's going to roast me for this one for not putting it higher, but at least it's in the top ten. Number six is Countdown. Uh, I love the art on it. It's a fun game. Um, it's one of those ones that I think uh, doesn't wear thin very quickly, so that's big knock on a lot of the Gottlieb's games is they're too simple, but Countdown's just solid. Yeah, it's fine. Countdown used to be in my top ten, and then it's the game... That I lost in finals at Pin Pit. <laughs> so it's literally the machine that stopped me from getting a new inbox turn. Oh no. And I picked it, so I was like, oh, oh, shit. I'm sure once I get some space from it that I will come back around and enjoy playing it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's mine. Um, number six. Yeah. TX Sector. I love the little transport, um, the drop target, the art, the sound is really cool. It's just a very fun, playable game. Gorgeous art package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gorgeous. That's on Pinball Arcade. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's I used to like that game a lot, but I kind of, I don't know. The last couple times I played it didn't do much for me. They, the guys from Double Danger Pinball, ddpinball.com, have... Uh, had it at their booth last year, and they had it with, on a subwoofer. 
cranked <laughs> up. That was pretty cool. I love it. Uh, oh, it's me. Sorry. Uh, Mariner 6 Spirit. Yeah, it's awesome. It's super hard to hit that ramp way in the back of the playfield. So you have it's to have long. one with some snappy flippers. But uh, yeah, awesome layout. John Chido. Really, really awesome art package. So got to play it. And those like outlane flippers. The Zacharia outlane flippers. But not. Yeah. Yeah, those goofy things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Number five. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that should have been lower than the ones I said should have been higher, but uh, I don't know. For some reason, I just keep playing this game whenever I get a chance, and that's Stargate. It's the one DMD game I actually like that they made. Um, but with the caveat that it better be clean and work well, because one that's not is just the jankiest, most garbage experience in <laughs> pinball. Um, and you can only you know be told to shoot the pyramid so many times. So... That's why it's not higher, but uh, no, it can be pretty fun if it's really well maintained. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, number five for me is Royal Flush Deluxe. This is kind of a cheat because I mostly played the EM version of Royal Flush, but I've also played um, the Solid State version, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, the drops are a good tournament game. It reminds me a lot of Punky Willie. Oh. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah, it's all right. What was the deal with so many card-based games? Uh, don't have to pay anybody. It's easy. Art. I don't know. I'm trying to uh, think. Drop targets look like cards. I'm trying to think. like If, if they made a bunch of pinball machines right now, what would they would be? What theme would they be knocking on over and over and over like they were back then? I guess uh, slot machines have a lot of like Egyptian stuff going on, mm-hmm. Sphinxes yeah. and stuff. Maybe that kind of thing, or uh, like Lord of the Rings type fantasy stuff. Maybe like what's free, but they can just crank them out over and over and over. See, that's interesting when you start getting into like the Lord of the Rings style fantasy stuff because there are so many different you know, books that you could potentially be ripping on characters from or shows already in existence that have copyright issues. But when you're dealing with, you know, card themes or generic like magic themes, there's a lot that they had to work with that wasn't specific to a certain show or person or anything like that where they could get away with a lot more. Yeah, maybe cars. Like, oh, Uh, get a a Nitro Boost for your whatever. Generic space theme had its day, too. I was going to say, we need more space games. I don't think kids today would drop coin on a space theme. I guess these pinball machines were probably geared towards adults back in the day. I guess. All cats. You know, machines with all cats. Yeah. The mean builder. Your fake... Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Block Sacker. <laughs> yeah. Block Crafter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Where were we at? Uh, number five? Your number, your number five. My number five, Haunted House. Okay. I never got into Black Hole, but Haunted House is badass. Three levels and awesome theme. Great music. Like some of the best music. Such a good sound package for as limited as it is. I never got sick of hearing it. Yeah. 
Okay, my number four is Black Hole. Basically the same reasons Jessica said. Um, I love the look at it. It is, as she said, practically magnetic. Um, I just like it. It's, it is tough, though. It'll eat your quarters. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my number four is Totem. They have it nice. at Blair Alley, and I would just sit there and play it for like an hour straight and just keep playing it. The music, the sounds are really good on it. It looks beautiful, especially if they've got it lit nicely, um, and they do. They're just super clean, and it's very satisfying when you do well at that game. Yeah, there was one for sale locally here, and I kept trying to contact a buyer, and he didn't respond. He must have just left it up well past the point where it had sold, but... What a jerk. He could have at least said, sorry, bro, it sold, but I don't know. I tried. I wanted it. That's one of my five honorable mentions. Love the art, and I love the layout there. So, that was your number four. My number four is Hoops. I don't know why people hate this game, because the, I don't know, the rules are fun and simple. The shots are, it's single level, street level game, but uh, man, the shots are really cool. They're like way back there. They're really satisfying when you hit them. I, I don't, I'm not huge on the theme or the art, but um, really, really fun to play. All right. Number three, uh, TX Sector. We talked about that quite a bit, so I agree. It's a cool game. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike Dawn, rather than learning to hate it more, I'm starting to like it more. So I'm sure. on the upswing with it. Yeah, awesome. My number three is Charlie's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Why? That game sucks. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that game is so much fun. It's so good. And when you save it from going out that outlane, it's really satisfying. And excellent sounds. Excellent dollar game. Really, really good dollar game. Hmm. Good to see that. That always helps. Yeah. It's fun to there play with a group it. of people, and, and that's usually the way they have one at Player Alley. Again, it's I think that's my Gottlieb Center. But you know, many a late night spent at Blair Alley playing dollar games on Charlie's and it's just so much fun to play. I really enjoy it. Despite what you guys have to say. Is there a character named Chick in the show? I don't know. Because the roller relay is spelled Chick. Oh. Or Chic? Because they're chic ladies? Um. They're dressed chicly? No? <laughs> I didn't name it. That's what it says. Okay. My number... Oh, oh wait, wait. That was... Oh, yeah, that was Jessica. My number three, Gladiators. It's awesome. It's got the Iceman ramp, but in a, in an old Gottlieb. I wish it was Zelda, but that's okay. It's still really fun. Mm, number two? Mm-hmm. Uh, Haunted House. Uh, you said all I was going to say about it. Awesome sound. Great art. Fun to shoot. Mm-hmm. And rethemed as Ghostbusters. Bonus yeah, Jeff points. <laughs> Jessica, number two? My number two is Alien Star. Incredibly fun gameplay. It's really nice to, you know, have the spinner that's advancing your 
play field multiplier for when you get into that multi-ball, and then trying to shats the in lane so that you can light that spinner again when you've got the multi-ball. It's very systematic in the things that you're supposed to do, so it sounds simple when you explain, okay, do this and then do this, but it's so hard to actually accomplish, and those are my favorite types of games. Yeah, that's like Creature from a Black Lagoon. Very s simple goal set from the start, but actually getting it done is tough. Yeah. You're listening to the Alien Star Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it a lot on the last episode, too, if you want to hear more about it. <laughs> okay, my number two, uh, Big Hurt. Frank Thomas, Big Hurt. I knew you'd have it. Dude, I love that game. <laughs> I know Man, it's fun. I always thought Shack Attack would be so much better and Big Hurt would look lame as hell. But man, it's fun. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of hard hitting those home runs, but really satisfying. Man, it's an awesome game. I would love to own one someday. One day, Don. Someday, yeah. I won't, are we, probably. Are we at number one? Yeah, number yeah. one. What's your number one? Oh, this should be obvious to me, but it's Genie. Yep. I love Genie. Everything from the art to the play. I just think it, oh, it's so fun. I like how it sounds, how it looks, how it plays. Uh, I want one. It's the be one of the best wide bodies out there in an era when most of the wide bodies were pretty bad. This one was good. So I used to not like it beyond the art, but now, uh, thanks to the Pinball Arcade, I have come to appreciate it as well. It is a really good it's game. Tough. Yeah, it's it tough. It is a tough game, yeah. Jessica, you're number one. My number one is Genie. Yay. I adore that machine. The art is absolutely beautiful. There's so much going on. Um, makes really good use of being a wide body with the different sections of the playfield and the asymmetrical design. It's just fantastic. My friend does have one that he keeps a Powerball in, which is so great. Just fast and... You know, if you hit that spinner shot or if you get it around in that upper left playfield section, you can't beat it. So good. Can't beat it. All right, cool. Except for when Don puts Street Fighter 2 <laughs> at number one. Can you guess my number one? Street Fighter 2? It is not Street Fighter 2. Oh. It is Timeline. God leaves Timeline. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what no, is it? That's the hipster pick. That it looks like. I pulled up timeline right now, and it looks exactly like Genie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is it okay. Sinbad? No. My number one is Title Fight. Okay. Another street-level game, but it is my favorite one. It is awesome. I love, even though it's kind of split into different areas, it feels satisfying. You train, you go to the fight. Uh, back box is awesome with the fighting guys. I'm, I really connect with sports pinball machines for some reason. Even though I don't like sports, but yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Uh, you gotta play it. Take the time. At Papa, nobody ever plays it. It just sits there. So yeah. go play it when you're sitting there. The one at Pinagogo was not being played at all either. I kept going back to it. Very good game. Guys, we all three of us left Sinbad off though, and that's actually a pretty cool game. Well, I wanted to mention, do you guys know what the highest production uh, Gottlieb game is? No. Just Solid State or? Just Solid State, yeah. Oh. No clue. What? What is it? Just mentioned it. It is Sinbad. Oh, it is? Oh. Okay. By 3,000 units. It has Whoa. it has just shy of 13,000 Dang. Units. Yeah. That is that a is ton. 
big hit, yeah. Uh, the next one, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, we also did not mention. Then Countdown and Joker Poker. And those are all the solid states in the 9,000 unit range. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Solar Ride and Black Hole are pretty close. Charlie's Angels and Spider-Man and Buck Rogers, Cleopatra and Pinball Pool are all in the 7,000 range. Uh, Haunted House, Genie, Jungle Queen, Totem, Dragon, Incredible Hulk in the 6,000s. All the way down in 5,000s when you get your first DMD, Cue Ball Wizard. Hmm. Yeah. So, and then... It's uh, unfortunate. Yep. And Cue Ball Wizard and Street Fighter 2 are in the 5,000 range. In the low 4,000s is Monte Carlo. That's So there's over 1,000 more of Street Fighter 2 than Monte Carlo. So their DMDs peter out pretty quick. Yeah, they were just kind of struggling at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's 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 a lot of things kind of like Data East that you can appreciate from those games that aren't considered great or just kind of middle of the road. Like they tried some stuff. It's just a lot of times they deviated too far from certain conventions that you just can't do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Mario Andretti had a DMD, right? Like a little tiny one? Yeah. D- okay, that's the lowest production DMD game. I guess was besides Strikes and Spares, if that counts. Yeah. Which I would say does not count. Oh, actually, um, Mushroom World. Oh, yeah. Evan says no love for Tag Team and Bounty Hunter. Well, Bounty Hunter's a game plan game, for one thing. <laughs> I like how Tag Mr. Team looks, but I haven't all. played it in person. Like, I've just seen pictures of it, and it does look great. But Yeah, Tag Team looks cool. I never played it. I would love to. I like Trudeau games. Here's where Evan sends me a link to uh, <laughs> Bounty Hunter as a Gottlieb or something. Somebody put a Gottlieb sticker on a Bounty Hunter, and now you're the one who's wrong. Don. Me being wrong, yes. <laughs> Now I gotta search it just to make sure. I'm pretty sure it's. Oh shit! He just sent me a wiki link. <laughs> Bounty hunter, just trust me. Oh, it is a Gottlieb system AB. That's gonna make the nifty guys mad. We got that wrong. They're all about those Gottliebs. What am I thinking of then? Not Bounty know. hunter, obviously. Uh, this is not the. Coin drop pinball podcast where we talk about Bunny Hunter in every episode. But to answer the question, no, no love for it. Nope. Cool play field. Okay. <laughs> we got through it. We did. Mm, and it's pretty long. Plus, with the Joe Zinkas thing, the show will be over. Anybody got anything they want to add? Um, just that, you know, we got the Vegas thing next. Uh, we may slip some sort of special treat in between, but it won't be. Episode 100 will be a B, but um, I don't know. It's been fun having you on these last few episodes, Jessica. I think people are reacting well, so let Thanks, us know. Guys. It's been fun. Know. What you guys think? Being on. Um, it's been awesome. I hope you guys have fun in Vegas. I tried to make it work so that I could get down there, but it's not in the stars. That's all right. It's going to be Trust a whirlwind us. trip. <laughs> we will miss you far more than you possibly could uh, miss out <laughs> on what's going on. <laughs> yes. But we are going to have some cool folks there. Uh, Ryan Claytor, the guys from Nifty, uh, Nick Baldridge, David and his family from Elix Store. Uh, uh, you said you weren't going to mention Lee anymore. but We're not going to mention Lee. Uh, my buddy Aaron. <laughs> uh, we've got to mention some games that uh, listeners throughout Gottlieb's uh, Joe Zinkas hates El Dorado, Nick Baldridge. 
I'm surprised he didn't say anything about cir- circus. But oh, of course right. he loves them. Eric Warrington, best worst Jersey Jack game. That's a whole episode, right? <laughs> Just about Hobbit. Uh, was good, but Hobbit bad. There yeah, my whole bottom ton list is Hobbit. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, Ryan Grant, if the ironically titled victory isn't at the top of the worst list, then I'm filing an appeal. Well, there we, we go. We made it. Yes. Uh, Daniel from Nifty, Las Vegas, and Hoops. I think he loves those games. I'm guessing. Yeah, I think he just loves he them. He didn't say good or bad. And uh, he would like to have Skipper in there, but Skipper's an EM, so forget it. No dice. Uh, Scott Merrill, he likes when we rank these things. Um, he would like to hear more about our everyday life. <gasps> Maybe soon. Maybe soon. We don't typically talk about it on the show, besides Jeff's uh, um, health issues. While you're running through some of the Gottliebs that people like or don't like, my friend Zach, who suggested this... His favorites are Qbert, Alien Star, Krull, Ice Fever, TX Sector, Raven, Black Hole, Genie, and Bad Girls. Oh, I gave him a shot with the Bad Girls then. And his worst. Oh, Raven's actually fun. Yeah, like I that nearly made my top ten. So Raven's interesting for sure. The little helicopter and all the semi scalary brother um, <laughs> shooters <laughs> popping up. Um, and he it has some good shots. He does not like Barbed Wire, Waterworld, or Shack Attack. Barbar is bad. Waterworld yeah. is underrated. I've um, heard it's not listen. bad. I have a friend, Stacy, who really enjoyed playing it. <laughs> and I tried to play it at the Pinball Hall of Fame, but it was very, very broken. Yeah, that one needs to work, too. Whoa. He mentioned one that I wanted to talk about. What was his list? Oh, I just, <laughs> <laughs> just closed the, his Are the list. good or the bad? The good. He only mentioned good ones. Whatever. He likes some good games. He al- oh, he also mentioned some bad ones. Yeah. Uh, Crawl is awesome, but like I, nobody has spent that much time on it. Mm. You know, there's seven of them. So, yeah, very cool game though. Awesome uh, visual effect in that game. How ready aim fire came after Crawl, I will never understand. Okay, thanks. Uh, you can check us out thepitballpodcast.com. Email us pinballpodcast at gmail.com. We're on all the social media things, Pinball Podcast. And uh, thank you, Jessica. Thank you to Nifty LED and TiltGraphicsInc.com and ULEKStore.com and MEZELMODS.com. I think that's it. Stay tuned for some Jozinka's Pinball Popcorn. Yep. Awesome. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank yep. you, dude. Sorry about the first seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) She's a real beauty, huh? Yep, a real beaut. This pinball is for you. Now, let me guess. The man of the house needs a second pinball so the little lady can go to the garden club while he plays Stern Metallica with the boys, huh? Oh, actually, we need a pinball like a Gottlieb rock encore. Rock encore? Why would anybody want to play that pinball? Man, things are changing. I remember when men were men and women were gals. You know, actually, we're, I think we're going to get going. Hey, come on, sweetie. No, don't be a bitch. Let's talk some numbers here. Hey, 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 don't talk to my wife like that. Hey, boy, I fought in the big war. I mean, nobody tells me what to do. You understand? Hold this. Oh, my God! Johnny Murphy, motherfucker! Mr. Selleck, 
I think I made a sale. Terrific. Good job, Teddy. And he wants to pay in cash, non-sequential, unmarked bills neatly packed in this canvas bag. Well, that's a bank bag, Teddy. I... Ah! Ah! Oh, my eyes! My eyes! Ah! My laces! Oh, shit. Somebody call the cops. Teddy, go flush your eyes out. I feel like a smirk just jizzed in my face! We gotta ah! do something. I've had this lot 27 years and it's dying right before my eyes. We either do something drastic or we pull the plug. I'm thinking about calling a hotshot, a weekend warrior. I was thinking about calling a mercenary. What? Well, I got no choice. The bank's crawling up my ass for back payments. Look, if we don't turn this thing around by August, this place is going to be a TCBY. But a mercenary? All they do is sell pinballs and move on. There's no connection to the community, Ben. Don't do this. Down the goods ready. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want some pinballs? Sold. We'll be there. Fourth of July weekend, three-day sale. We got a dealership in the ICU. 211 pinballs. Getting suntans on the lot. Guess what, fellas? We're going to Temecula. Oh, fuck, Don. Honey, we just finished the last job three hours ago. I still smell like customer. What do we do? We sell pinballs. What does it? What does the tiger do? Hunts and kills prey. What else are we gonna do in this life? Well, I am Paxton Harding of Harding Imports, and you must be the guys who are going to save Ben Selleck. Pinballs. Yeah, that's the idea. I didn't catch your name, friend. That's because I didn't give it to you, friend. Mm, well, a couple of friends ought to know each other's names, right? My name's Don Reddy. All right. I guess I won that little exchange. Haha, <laughs> you fell for it. In fact, let me be the first to tell you guys good luck. Everyone at Harding Imports and every dealership in this town is rooting for you guys. I'm off to practice. <laughs> now, Paxton here is in one of those popular pinball clubs. In Temecula. Yeah. Big ups. <laughs> it's me and Ricky and Jason and we You know, we practice flipping and nudging I'm not gonna lie to you, we have some pretty sick Flipper Moves Are, are you in a boy club? No, I'm in a man club We're all over 30 you're, you're men in a boy club We open for Arcade Expo Right here in Temecula, okay? Google it No Google it No Why wouldn't you Google it? I just told you to Google it Google big ups No, I Googled it Said you fucking blow. <laughs> you know what? I'm rising above this. Hey DJ, this place is about to pop. Why don't you throw on some Charlie Daniels? Good call. Nobody tells DJ Request what to play. Let me tell you what to play. They lose respect for you. They lose respect for you. You lose control. Not today. All right. I haven't seen a lot like this since I brought in the Gottlieb Rocky pinball. You know, rumor is that that pinball, one of the pinballs, was in Rocky Three. Yeah. That weekend, this place was hopping. I was thinking we should get that out of here. You know, bad for business. Oh no, that pinball. The collector's pinball. That's worth two hundred thousand. Won't take a cent less. But in this Craigslist ad, they have the same exact pinball for a thousand dollars less. Wow, what a great deal. <laughs> Excuse me, can I see that? My, my. If you can get this pinball for a thousand less, you should definitely buy it. In fact, let me call. Thank you. Here you go. Thanks. Hello. Hi, 
Hi, I'm calling about the pinball you have advertised. Can we get a drink? Uh, no, I don't want to go for a drink. Yeah, I can put you in front of my pinball. See how it handles. Excuse me? I put the lotion in the basket. Who? Put the lotion in the basket. Oh my god. See, I try to tell women all the time, Craigslist is like MySpace for serial killers. I don't want to see another one of these in this lock. I think I'll just take this pinball right over here. Hey, Jimmy, where are all the pinballs? Don, we did it. We sold every single one of them. You're shitting me. That's fantastic. <laughs> they all stepped up. Unbelievable. I'm proud of you guys, all of you. I don't know what to say. Oh. Do you say selling pinball? F you. Don, ready? You didn't sell all the pinballs. You lose. You're losers. What are you talking about? All the pinballs are gone. Lot stays with the Selix. Come on, Stu. A deal's a deal. We sold all the pinballs on the lot. Nobody sold the Rocky pinball. Rules are rules. The lot's mine. The Rocky pinball? Don said every pinball on the lot. Rocky pinball is a pinball. And it's on the lot. Hold on a second. That thing is a prop. Don, that is not a prop. That is a $200,000 pinball machine. This is good. Is this the great Don Reddy complaining about how hard it is to sell a pinball? Did you hear that, everybody? Did you hear that? Maybe he's not so great. Maybe he sucks. So I guess you lose. Ben, you lose the lot. Don, you have to skip town. Right, everybody? What'd you want to be when you were a kid? What'd you dream about, Paxton? Pinball? Pinballs. It's been my passion ever since I fell in love with the classics. Now, when you say classics, what do you mean? Well, it's pretty short list. You got your... Gottlieb Street Fighter. You got your... Sega South Park. Your... Stern Austin Powers. And then pretty much the... Avengers. Came along and revolutionized... Pinball. As a whole. Hello. <laughs> All personal crap aside, I hear Big Ups is pretty damn good. Come on, who said that? People talk. Is he doing what I think he's doing? No way. 32 years in the business and I've never seen this a dealer to dealer lot sale. This is suicide. Let me ask you something, man. You ever think about just dropping everything and going for it? You, Ricky, and Jason live in the life, man. And, and putting yourselves on the line on a daily basis. Wait, what are you what, what are you doing? Picture this, Paxton. Big ups, touring across the United States. Gainesville, Pensacola, Panama Beach. Lights go down. And all you can hear is 7,500 girls screaming at the top of their lungs, right? Ricky and Jason, they hit the arcade. What happens next, Paxton? I don't know. What? A pinball. Roars to life. And who rises from beneath the stage? Who? Jesus. The guy with the best hair in the business. Paxton Harding. Yeah. <laughs> in the guy. Damn. Rocky Pinball. Rocky Balboa on the back glass. And the word is, it's one of only five used in the movie. And the girls, they love it. And you wonder why? Yeah, because we're good. You're goddamn right you're good. You, my friend, are a full-blown rock star. In front of that pinball. Holy shit. He might have him. I feel like I'm watching a wonder of nature. Like a blue whale giving birth. How much for the pinball? 200 grand, I'll give it to you for 80. No payments till January. I'll take it! We just got 80 grand for that prop, huh? <laughs> this is the new 
If someone went and made a beer run, I think we'd have everything we need for a goddamn kick-ass party. DJ, play We Are Family by Sister Sledge. Drop it! Finally, somebody hit the nail on the head. That's what I'm talking about. That is a perfect song. What the fuck? I want over and over again not to tell me how to do my job. You brought the song yourself. Are you happy? Just play a good song. You got it, friend. Hey, McDermott, we did it. A happy ending. You don't want to know what happened in Kirk. Actually, I do. You don't want to know what happened in Kirk. Actually, I do. You don't want to know what happened in Kirk. Actually, I do. You don't want to know what happened in Kirk. Actually, I do.